The NFL's 2023 trade deadline is right around the corner. Who are some of the players I think the Dolphins should be interested in calling and asking about as this trade deadline gets ready to come up after week eight? You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh. Right, Miami. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Cal Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cap to our everydayers, because it is your team every day. We don't just say it, we live it here on the Locked On Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Today on the show, trade deadline is right around the corner. Comes right after Week Eight of the NFL season, which means teams are getting ready to decide whether or not to buy or sell. Um, what players are available? We've already seen this. Dominoes start to fall with the Philadelphia Eagles acquiring safety Kevin Byard, a former All-Pro safety from the Tennessee Titans, for a bag of peanuts, a five, a six, and a um, underperforming safety in Terrell Edmonds. So uh, the Philadelphia Eagles kind of kickstarting the trade deadline blitz by acquiring Kevin Byard. Uh, Miami finding themselves at currently five and two, a chance to move to six and two for the first time in twenty-two years. Uh, with a win in week eight over the New England Patriots and, and dealing with some personnel dominoes of their own uh, that certainly leave Miami in a position to uh, benefit from exploring buying uh, if it uh, the, the right opportunity were to come down the path. And the objective today is to identify who are players that I would call in question about, not players who definitively the Dolphins need to trade for, but players who are on teams that we are perceiving to be sellers or potential sellers who may have assets that may immediately help address some of Miami's bigger questions as we get down the home stretch. And of course, to, to have that conversation, let's first start with the news that came out just about an hour ago, courtesy of head coach Mike McDaniel. Uh, Isaiah Wynn uh, went on injured reserve. We found that out yesterday. But Mike McDaniel, during his Wednesday press availability, made it clear that Isaiah Wynn has a long journey back. Uh, those are his words, not mine. Uh, he would not rule out Isaiah Wynn returning this season, uh, but it did not sound overly optimistic, which means Miami is probably facing the second half of the season without Wynn in the fray. That puts into your offensive line squarely on the target list for names that I think are worth calling and inquiring about and seeing what kind of uh, price it may cost to acquire that kind of player. So that, that might be helpful to the Dolphins. And there's a couple leads that are out there. Uh, but no guarantees. So let's start with who's selling. I think the first thing you have to do is look at the standings across the league. If you got two wins, you're probably in a position uh, to sell unless you are uh, a team that is coaching for your job, right? And you can't justify the sell to ownership because the ownership says, well, you've been here four years and uh, we're not making any progress. And now you want to sell at the trade deadline and punt on the rest of the season. It's a hard sell. So just looking at the AFC standings first looking to identify sellers, teams to call. The New England Patriots are 2-5. and five. Uh, The Dolphins have a chance to really stick a fork in them if they are able 
uh, to secure a home win against the Patriots in week eight. That being said, I don't think that's a likely candidate to do any business with anyway. Uh, the Denver Broncos are two and five. The Dolphins have already secured a head-to-head -head win over Denver, so you don't have to worry about a future opponent uh, and, and acquiring, trading a player to a team that you have to play later down the stretch. It's Sean Payton's first year. There's no question uh, they're kind of in a foundational year right now. Uh, the, they've kind of passively made it known through the media that, that players are available, whether it's Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy or Justin Simmons or uh, I know everybody's kind of looking at Pat Sertan. Uh, I don't think that's a player that's going to be likely moved because that's multiple first-round picks type of player. So that, for me, is a name to watch, the Denver Broncos. Any players that may make sense or their degrees of separation that may make sense to add a player into the mix, call and ask about. Is the Denver Broncos going to be realistic about where they're at? We'll find out. And I may or may not have a few names. Uh, in the AFC North, there are no teams with two wins. And then the Tennessee Titans are the only team in the AFC South with two wins. So in, in recap, the Patriots, the Chargers do have two wins, but they're two and four. Brandon Staley's coaching for his job. They're not going to sell, I don't think. You have the Patriots, the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Titans are the teams in the AFC with two wins. Tennessee, you know they're selling because they've already sold. They sold an all-pro safety for a bag of, bag of chips. There's some names on that roster. That would be of interest to me as well. On the NFC side of things, the New York Giants uh, just logged a big win against the Washington Commanders last week. They played the Buffalo Bills very tough. It is year two for Brian Dable. Maybe there's a, a salary shed that they want to pursue. I don't necessarily think there's a lot of attractive options on the roster to bring in to help the Dolphins specifically. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals are one and six. The problem with Arizona is they have already exhausted uh, so much of what their desirable talent was when they were trading away the likes of Josh Jones and the like and Isaiah Simmons uh, at the start of the season. They already had the fire sale early. Now, Buda Baker's still there. I don't know that Buda Baker coming into the mix for Miami at this stage with his salary. I don't know that that's a home run fit. Um, but Arizona is a team that if there are any assets that people are interested in, they'd probably listen because they've shown a penchant for looking to the future and building with future assets anyway. The NFC North, uh, the Green Bay Packers are two and four. They've lost three consecutive games, including a game to the Denver Broncos. And the Chicago Bears are two and five. Uh, Chicago's kind of in a weird spot. Uh, they are a team that is facing some pressure to win. Uh, they have played better in recent weeks. That may be a price is too good to pass up type of situation. Uh, there's certainly a few players that I would be interested in uh, for Chicago bringing into the fray for Miami. And then in the NFC South side of things, you have the Carolina Panthers at 0-6. They are an obvious sell candidate, although they do have to walk the tightrope between selling and providing support and infrastructure for their rookie quarterback in Bryce Young. So if you're looking for interior offensive line help, the Panthers are probably not the path to take. So those are the teams. I think you look on the AFC side of things, and you have the Patriots, potential sellers. You have the Broncos, I think, are definite sellers. I think you have the Titans, definite sellers. Then in the NFC, you have the Giants, potential sellers. You have the Cardinals, definite sellers. You have the Packers and Bears as potential sellers. And then you have the Carolina Panthers, who I think are definite sellers. So some teams. Who might be on those teams that could help the Miami Dolphins, that could make some sense to bring in at this stage of the game? I'm glad you asked. 
That is next on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, so stick with us. Perhaps you want to get down to Hard Rock Stadium, but you're a little bit of a spur-of-the-moment type individual. I got good news for you. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase because they're obsessed with finding ways to help save you money on tickets when you are buying last minute. It is the destination to buy tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after the event has started is the place to find those last minute seats because they give you the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what you're signing up for and they give you all in prices to show you the total up front so you're not getting blindsided with any hidden fees and you know you're getting a great deal without those hidden fees. You can buy tech tickets in just a few seconds with a few taps on your phone and you can even find flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. So, let's start on the NFC side of things. And from a Roster perspective, we'll look at the Carolina Panthers first. Uh, and they are a team that Miami has played. Uh, they're, they're familiar with um, the Dolphins, and the Dolphins had a chance to prep for playing the Panthers and saw some talent that maybe could check some boxes. I look at Frankie Luvu at linebacker. If they wanted to pursue an upgrade at linebacker, Luvu was a player who emerged last year for the team. I thought he played a pretty good game against the Dolphins. That said, I don't necessarily know that trading for what would be a third linebacker at this stage uh, is a really big needle mover for Miami. I'm just, just to be honest. Um, I would be interested in kicking the tires on uh, some offensive line talent, most notably Austin Corbett. I think it would be a really good fit. He's played with the Rams in the past uh, before signing with Carolina. He came back off injury, did not play against Miami. But that gets into that whole Bryce Young infrastructure for a young quarterback, willing to trade those kinds of players. I, I don't know how feasible that would be. But that would be a player that I would at least call on if I were Chris Greer and inquire uh, about uh, a 28-year-old offensive lineman who has a base salary this season of $1.08 million for the entirety of the season, and he's owed in cash $6.25 million next year to go with the remainder of the cash that he's owed this year from his base salary. So you're talking like a year and a half under contract. He plays guard. Miami lost the starting guard. Corbett's played in the Ram system, so there's some familiarity with parallels. That's a, That's a name I would inquire about. I can't guarantee that the Panthers would want a deal, but they've lived this far thus far this season without Austin Corbett, uh, and maybe that's enough to move the needle and uh, have them say, you know what, we've done it thus far. Let's continue to evaluate the rest of our offensive line talent. I doubt it, but I would call and ask because the answer is always no if you don't find it within yourself to ask. Now, the next name that I have here, I got my notes on my phone, is uh, the Chicago Bears. And there's two names that are of interest to me, one of which is interior defensive lineman Justin Jones. This is one of the better run defensive uh, performers through ESPN's run block or, or run stuff win rate thus far this season. 
Uh, he's 27 years old. He's in a contract year. His salary is $4.8 million. They've already played about half the season. So you're looking at about bringing on half of that. If you were to bring Justin Jones in, he signed a two-year $12 million deal with the team in 2022. Chicago, they drafted two young guys on day two of this past year's NFL draft. Is that enough for them to look at Justin Jones as an expiring contract? They'll have money to work with. Would they rather just sign him to a contract extension? Again, I don't know. But I do think that is a player who could bring some dynamics to this Dolphins roster that would um, improve your depth up front. I think that's something that really stood out to me about the Philadelphia game is Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, Raekwon Davis, Bradley Chutley, your high money guys, as it should be, played a lot against Philly. They did not trust the depth guys to play against the Eagles front was painfully obvious with the kind of volume of snaps that all of those guys took, like 90% of snaps or more. So that, for me, uh, if you wanted to get an extra body into the rotation, that would be a name that I would look at. Uh, I would look at, there would need to be some uh, financials swung around here. Um, Eddie Jackson at safety for Chicago. He's 29 years old. Uh, his salary this year is $13 million. He's owed $14 million plus in cash next season. I don't think Miami would keep him. Uh, and there's no guaranteed money at that stage. There's no guaranteed money on his 2024. So you're talking like late round pick, Chicago eats some money, Eddie Jackson, you, you send a, a late round draft selection. That would be kind of the arrangement that I would be interested in. But for Miami and their purposes, right now, Javon Holland's in concussion protocol. We saw how much the absence of Deshaun Elliott impacted this defense with uh, the absence uh, in week four and all of the communication breakdowns. Is Nick Needham enough to stave the gap there? If you have to miss one of your starting two safeties, if not a player, a veteran player with some experience in this kind of defense might be a needle mover if we're being honest, but that, that would really be kind of where, my eyes would land with Chicago would be Justin Jones or Eddie Jackson. If the price is right. And for Eddie's perspective, if you could get the, the bears to eat some money, because you're probably not keeping that contract beyond the end of this season uh, to run you through the end of the year. The only other NFC team that I have that, that I think potentially moves the needle for you with the players that they have available is the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Vikings, we did not mention them because they have three wins. They upset the 49ers without Justin Jefferson. They probably feel like they're going to climb back into this thing a little bit. But there are a few defensive linemen on that depth chart that have my eye. One of them was Harrison Phillips. Uh, if you are looking for a depth defensive tackle to go behind Raekwon Davis or potentially challenge Raekwon Davis, Harrison Phillips is under contract through 2024 season. He's owed six and a half million dollars in, in cash next year. It's not a small amount. It's a reasonable investment, but his salary this year is under four and a half million. They'll have played half the season, right? So you get the prorated amount there. Uh, he's 27 years old, big bodied guy, was a former top 100 pick, went in the third round. Um, I think he can do some of the things that Raquan Davis can do and give you a better backup nose tackle. But it seems like uh, the Vikings, with that win against San Francisco, 
have kind of put themselves in a position to look at the rest of their schedule, and it softens up big time. They're going to be in a position uh, to, to make a little bit of a run. So while I acknowledge Harrison Phillips, Jonathan Bullard would be the other one that I would at least knock the, the, the tires on. Uh, if I were Chris Greer calling around and asking, I don't necessarily know that, that Minnesota is going to be in a position to sell. Now, over on the AFC side of things, I think there is a much more robust opportunity for Miami to inquire. And we are going to cover that next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. These days, every potential new hire feels like a high-stakes wager for you and your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your profile to spread the word that you are hiring. And simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills so you could quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free. At LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Prize picks is my favorite way to play daily fantasy sports because it's a totally different vibe. It's not you versus thousands of other people. It's you versus the house in the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because you pick more or less on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. If you correctly guess six player stat projections more or less than what the house gives you, you are looking at 25 times your money. So you can turn 10 bucks into 250 in a single night if you know exactly what you're picking for. Uh, Prize Picks now also, also offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits so you can constantly stay in the game. And they offer weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday, where Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match of up to $100. That is prizepicks.com, promo code LockedOnNFL, for a first deposit match of up to $100. On the AFC side of the fence, I think you have a number of teams that we know are going to sell, or at least will be in the position to sell. Starting with the Tennessee Titans. Let's start there, because the Titans have already sold. They took an all-pro safety and traded him for a future five, a future six, and Terrell Edmonds. There are... Two players on each side of the ball that if I were the Dolphins, I would kick the tires on in regards to the Titans. On the defensive side of the ball, there's two defensive linemen, a tire tart, nose tackle, big kid. Uh, he's young. He's 26 years old. And he is uh, somebody who is in a contract year, about $4.5 million. The other name that really interests me uh, is a hybrid type player. Danico Autry. Uh, Autry is 33 years old. He's kind of been, been around the block a little bit. He's played for the Raiders. He played for the Colts. He played for the Titans. He's a really good football player. And six foot five, 290 pounds. He can play inside a little bit. Um, he's somebody who can rush the passer a bit. He's disruptive. He's explosive. He's powerful. Uh, all of the things that I think would really move the needle in this Fangio type front to just get a little bit more depth on uh, the Dolphins roster up front, which is the concern there uh, as the Dolphins 
continue to push forward towards hopefully the postseason if things continue on the track that they're on. Autry's in a contract year. He's owed six and three quarter million dollars in salary. That, of course, is a prorated amount. Uh, so you're looking at uh, about half of that would be what the Dolphins would have to be able to accommodate. So uh, two players on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, I would call and ask about Derrick Henry. I wouldn't offer you anything of substance. But if you're not going to make moves elsewhere, if you feel really good about your depth, if you feel really good about the street free agent candidates on the defensive line, if you feel really good about what you have with offensive line depth and the timeline for return for Teron Armstead and Connor Williams, because it sounds like we should not be optimistic for the timeline for return on Isaiah Wynn. I'd offer you something to take Derrick Henry down the stretch of the last year of his contract just to know that you can add a power presence within your offense that, you know, when Miami spreads the field and they go 21 or sometimes, you know, 22 personnel and they want to hit you with speed, they can also bring an absolute hammer downhill in Derrick Henry. Uh, who's had success in a zone rushing offense uh, and has struggled this year because the Tennessee offensive line is quite frankly bad. I'd inquire. I wouldn't give you anything meaningful, but are you looking to get something for King Henry? Because if so, I'd give you something. Just not something costly. And the other name is a name that I had circled on my uh, offseason blueprint that I would have loved to see the Dolphins add. And it's Daniel Brunskill. Uh, Daniel Brunskill, formerly of the San Francisco 49ers. So there's scheme familiarity here. He's taken snaps over the last several years between left guard, center, and right guard. So there's positional flexibility. He signed a two-year deal worth like $6 million with the Titans this offseason. He's come in. He, he's played meaningful football for them. He's been one of their better offensive linemen. Titans fans have pushed back a little bit and say, oh, well, you're going to have a young quarterback in 2024. It's a team-friendly deal. Okay, but just tell me what the cost is. I want to I inquire. I want to know what you're charging to bring in a 30-something-year-old utility offensive lineman when you, quite frankly, between this year and next year with him under contract, y'all ain't going to be doing anything. I don't care what the Titans do at quarterback this offseason. They're not going to be competitive in the AFC landscape by next year. They've got too much work to do. And that would be the conversation that I would have with Rand Carthon, uh, the GM in San Francisco, who, by the way, was also in San Francisco with Mike McDaniel. That's one that I would, with the news of Isaiah Wynn, Bronskill's the one that I think I'm most intrigued by. If you can get it done for a reasonable cost. Now, and Denver Broncos have two two names that are of interest to me as well, one of which is DJ Jones, the defensive tackle. Again, if you are looking for um, reinforcements up front, the challenge with DJ Jones is he's also under contract in 2024, and he's owed $10 million, so that's not a small amount. Could you re or could you extend him after the season and take that as a launch point for an extended deal? potentially make some personnel decisions with Raquan Davis or make some personnel decisions with Christian Wilkins. Like you'll have flexibility, but if you're bringing this contract in, it's probably a contract you're going to hold on to. And he's 28 years old. His base salary this year is $10 million. So you get a prorated amount of that. It's about 5 million. 
is about what you have to accommodate for just with rough numbers. Uh, really good player, DJ Jones, uh, in his history, guess where he played? San Francisco with the 49ers uh, from 2017 to 2021. Uh, he's been with the Broncos in 2022 and 2023. Uh, good player. Very good player on the interior uh, for the Denver Broncos. So that's a name that I have kind of soft circled. And then the other name that I have soft circled for Denver is not a player that I can guarantee would be available, but it's a player on a rookie contract. Uh, it's a player who's been effective. He's 24 years old. He's in his third season in the NFL. He's a starter for Denver. It's Quinn Miners. He uh, was the 98th overall pick in 2021. Uh, his cash due this year is $1.095 million. His cash owed next year is $1.2 million. So you're looking at in this salary cap window, uh, a pretty attractive contract to bring into the fray with all the other big contracts between this year and next year that you have to account for. That is somebody who uh, probably costs uh, a pretty significant investment. There's a degree of separation there with Butch Berry and the time that he spent with the Denver Broncos. So I'm, I'm intrigued by Quinn Miners. I can't guarantee that that's, that's a, a name that the Broncos would be willing to part ways with. But we've also kind of heard the, the rumblings that just about anybody's on the table for them. So I'd say, okay, bet. Let me ask about this starting offensive guard who's a third-year player with a year and a half remaining on his rookie contract that the Dolphins could potentially bring into the fray. It's a name I would ask about. And that's kind of the whole point of this show, is not to hit you with a guaranteed stone-cold lock of a team or a, a team that will trade a player to Miami, but looking and inquiring who are sensible fits that are, are reasonable asks from a cost perspective, or at least I would guess are a reasonable ask from a cost perspective, who make some schematic sense, who address Miami's areas of need. That's my list. We'll see what the Dolphins ultimately do, if anything, uh, but I would expect them to be aggressive. Uh, they have been. They were aggressive at the deadline last year. Jeff Wilson and Bradley Chubb last year. There's no reason to think this team doesn't have everything that they want out in front of them as they continue to get healthy. Now, you're not going to sustain everybody. You're going to incur more injuries. So where do you look and say, okay, let's, let's get out in front of this or let's address this since we've taken some injuries on here? I'd make some phone calls. You know Chris Greer is. We'll be back tomorrow with Crossover Thursday with Mike DeBate of Locked On Patriots. I'm Kyle Krabs. Hope you guys enjoyed this conversation about the trade deadline. I am out of here. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Fins up. I appreciate you guys checking out the show. Peace.